To KJ and Shim Sham present the Queermo Cast. The Queermo Cast. <laughs> KJ, how you doing today? Oh, I was just saying before we got on the call that I've been having one of those weekends where I've just I felt like I hit a wall. I'm not, I'm not completely falling apart. Although I did just have a minor meltdown uh, when I sat down to set myself up uh, <laughs> today. I didn't tell you that part. I did have a nice short little cry, which actually did help. Uh, <laughs> because I've been kind of on the verge of tears, I think, for the last couple of weeks. Just, like, little things. I'm like, that's going to make me want to cry. And then it finally just happened. And I was like, oh, catharsis. Um, So, everybody take care. Do what you can out there. We are living through... We've been saying this for, I don't know, pretty much since you and I were 18 years old. But we're living through weird times. And, um, you know, we're, we're all just trying to figure it out together. And we're all just trying to support each other. <laughs> I know. I think I've said it before, but I'm going to keep saying it till it's not true. Um, <laughs> is that for the past six months to a year, I've just been dealing with some really terrible chronic fatigue, just always feeling exhausted. Yeah. And um, it's really impacting my life in huge ways. And uh, so I'm just, I feel that for you. Um I'm even right now taking a little bit, uh, working a little less often at work, trying to decrease that a little, just because, um, just, I don't know if it's emotional exhaustion or physical or what it is, <laughs> but God, it's been holding on for a long time. And yeah, how do you, so how do you, um, how do you feel about like re- reducing your hours at work in, in general? Is that something that brings you like, relief or does it add to the 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 weight of the anxiety a little bit oh it it helps a lot because right now I just can't keep up with the pace of full time and um what sucks about it is you make less money (laughs) (laughs) as an independent contractor I understand yeah so that that's the hardest part is you make less money and so you definitely have to change you you can't just you can't just buy all the tofu you want. <laughs> when, tofu, yeah, and that leads us into our topic today. KJ, Seamless. today we're going to talk about our vegan and plant based journeys. Oh my goodness! So those of you, if you don't know, KJ and I are vegan. See, okay. Let's first <laughs> let's zoom out for a second. <laughs> let's first cover the terms. So because <laughs> vegan has this really weighted connotation. Um it sure does. And I think it's because um a lot of people who identify as vegan often are very uh, loud activists. And mm. and there's kind of veganism can kind of mean something different for different people. So I 
I do like the word vegan because I feel like it gets right to the point of um, diet. So for me, this is what vegan means. To me, vegan means uh, I only am talking about my diet (laughs) when I talk (laughs) about veganism. Because traditionally, veganism is... I don't wear leather. I don't wear silk. I don't wear... I don't use anything that has animal products involved. Um, which I actually... I I aspire to that. I think... Um, I think decreasing animal products in every part of your life is just the way to go. Uh, personally. But we'll get there. Um, right now we're just talking about the terms. Uh, but for me, when I talk about being vegan, I'm just talking about my diet. And um, I'm a little bit... Oh, what's the word? They, it ends in flexible. It's like... Oh, um... It's like veggie flexible. <laughs> veggie flexible. Are we just making up a turn right now? I'm veggie flexible. No, I heard about... Uh, anyway, I don't... Um, was this on the physician's council? Yeah, they because they did like a survey of people and most commonly people identified as this and I don't remember the term but basically what the term means is they try to be vegan as much as they can but if something sneaks in because here's here's what happens to me is desserts let's talk (laughs) desserts I live in the midwest no one is bringing a vegan dessert so when someone offers me a cookie or a cupcake or something i'm gonna i'm gonna take that cookie or cupcake yeah even though i I get where you're coming from there even though you know it's got milk and butter in it so anyway and then the other term uh well why don't you tell me so the other term is plant-based so what does that mean for you yeah so i tend to say plant-based and part of the reason why is because vegan like you said carries a lot of weight and connotation it has a lot of history and also historically because everything comes back to this is also weighted in a lot of racism because everything that white people are a part of this. Um, but at the same time, like it, 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 that's, that's not the main reason I, I don't use vegan anymore all the time. When I'm talking to people who don't really understand what I'm talking about, I just go vegan because it's just easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say plant-based just because I, by the way, the term you're looking for, I just looked it up. I did not remember this. I just want to make that clear. I looked it up. <laughs> it's flexitarian. Flexitarian. There and you go. And I am not flexitarian either. And the reason why is because my plant-based journey started when I was living with uh, a mutual friend of ours. Um, and she's been vegetarian for basically her whole life. I think she started eating vegetarian when she was seven. And she would make a lot of rice and beans but I felt like was we were young college kids we were kind of struggling and uh one day I was like I'm just gonna kind of start cooking with you because I love cooking and I was like let's get creative with this and I started like coming up with different ways of cooking vegetarian and I was still eating cheese I was still eating uh, you know still using milk um but I started realizing that I was feeling really terrible a lot of the time that I ate it we're both from Wisconsin cheeses and everything And I cut cheese, mostly cheese curds, cheese and milk out of my diet. And then I was like, okay, that that felt like it had some kind of change. And I was like, let's just cut dairy out entirely. And I cut all dairy out in 2011 to 2012. I kind of worked on that. And I realized 
I was like, oh, I feel way better. Then I started eating cheese again for a little bit, and immediately it was very, very apparent. Milk was the culprit. Mm-hmm. Um, I also can't have ice cream. Ice cream, like real ice cream, real like full fat dairy ice cream will make me throw up because the sugar and the dairy and everything, it's too much. My body's like, nope, reject. Um, so I, I i go for plant-based. I like the idea of um, food. Yeah, foods that just come from plants. But I also like... I don't know. I don't want to be that person that's like, I don't like labels. (laughs) But, and a lot of times I'm just like, these are the foods I eat. I mean, I eat mostly fruits and vegetables and grains um, and beans. Like, that's the other thing. The reason I also say plant-based is because it's faster. The only things I don't eat are like meat Mm -hmm. and dairy products. Like, I don't, um, yeah, I I don't put animal products in my foods. And, um, and occasionally I will like divert from that and my body will tell me something. Um, usually it's milk. Cause like you said, for me, it's Cool Ranch Doritos. I don't know uh, what it is. It's, it's, see, it's, it's so hard. So those are the terms. So vegan and plant-based. And so KJ enjoys a plant-based label if they must have a label. And then <laughs> I prefer vegan, even though my vegan is very loose and probably does not apply for most vegans because I definitely um I'm definitely still having honey. Honey is that hotly oh, yeah. contested <laughs> because bees are animals and uh honey is bee vomit. <laughs> 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 who was it that wrote the um the master cleanse book i forget and he was like don't have honey in your master cleanse it's just bee vomit it's just bee vomit and so that's a hotly debated food for me i do still have honey so um anyway so those are the terms so for anybody listening that is the topic we're talking about food diet what we're eating and by diet i am just talking about foods you eat like the what the the word. medical term for diet, <laughs> what it originally meant, was <laughs> just the foods that you intake. Exactly, I know that word is uh, ruined. We need a new word. Uh, we've tried to replace it, but you can't really replace diet with one other word. So then you end up saying stuff like my my food lifestyle, <laughs> and it's just long winded. I hate it. Yeah. Um, no, I get no, I get yeah, my food lifestyle. Oh my god. <laughs> so the, anyway, that's are we Rachel Hollis? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're talking about today. So KJ, you kind of started us off on that journey. You're living with a roommate. You're cooking together. So tell me more about how you. Um, it sounds like uh, how you were feeling and health issues is what first led you down this plant place, blah, blah, yeah. blah, plant-based journey. Absolutely. I, so I really, like I said, it was like 2010. Oh my goodness. There's a courier service behind me. <gasps> I'm getting coffee delivered. Oh, Hi. your Postmates guy is kind of cute. Oh, <laughs> he couldn't hear you, but I'll tell him what you said later. Okay. Um. So my yeah, I started that journey. Like I said, I was I was living with that roommate, and I liked it. I liked the way I felt. Um, in a lot of ways, it was for me personally. It was cheaper. You know, like even buying an eight pack of chicken legs can add up after mm-hmm. a while, and. So we would, uh, so so I I started buying like, you know, ninety nine cent tofu and learning how to like, 
you know, saute it and make sure that it was seasoned and make sure that it was, you know, like browned up on, 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 on sides and actually cooking it in a way that made it uh, pleasant for people who didn't normally eat tofu to eat. And that was one thing that I really prided myself on was learning how to cook tofu in a way that people enjoyed. Even, even people who didn't like tofu um, or thought they didn't. I love um, tofu. But you're right. People are terrified. They're terrified of that white brick of mystery. <laughs> they don't they don't know what it is they're like uh, the name is just so adorable i just don't understand oh and i'm gonna interrupt your story real quick to address mm. that the bare bones of veganism is cheaper it's cheaper canned beans rice and all the seasonings are an initial investment I've gotten them slowly over time, but then they last for a long time. So what's expensive? Because people always think being vegan's more expensive, but meat and cheese is pricey. What's expensive is all these vegan um, meat replacers. Alternatives, yes. And no, I, so let's, 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 so I'll kind of weave into that a little bit. Okay, back to your story. I just wanted to address that right away because that's always... (laughs) A comment is it's so expensive. But anyway, we'll get back to it. So back to you. And, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I stopped eating meat and then I stopped eating dairy. And then the last time I had meat was, I believe, 2010. I went to my parents' house for Christmas and I had a little bit of the roast beef that my dad always makes for Christmas Eve. Killed a cow out in the backyard. You know, right on the backyard, right there in Wisconsin, (laughs) Altoona, Wisconsin. Oh, I gotta Um, go shoot Bertha in the head. Oh, God. (laughs) Poor Bertha. Uh, Poor Bertha. May she Um, rest in peace. Well, pieces. <laughs> oh um, no! But uh, I know. Uh, I I had some, and I was like, "Nope, this is not for me. Not for me. I don't like it anymore. I didn't like the texture. Didn't like the flavor. It made me kind of like, Ugh. you know what I mean." But I I ate it because I wasn't ready to tell my parents. So how long that were I was you no longer eating meat, plant based at that point? Oh, it would have been at that point in time. Like, well. T- at, at that point in time, 2010, I had only been doing vegetarian eating for about three, four months. Okay. But I had not had any meat for about three or four months. And uh, I had already not really been I, – I only ever had red meat at my parents' house, um, like, pr- pretty much for the last, like, three years before that. I didn't usually order burgers. In fact, a lot of times I would get a veggie burger even before I went vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we loved you know. a Boca burger back in oh, the absolutely. Um, Because it was the only <laughs> one we had. Um, but, and the uh, Queer Mocast, brought to you by Boca. <laughs> brought to you by Boca and Gardein. The other, um, other white meat. or whatever um but uh yeah and that was the day i decided i was like nope christmas eve 2010 i was like that's that was the day i was like meat's just done i'm done with it and for dairy and cheese that was a much harder thing because you can go to an event in wisconsin and they're like oh well this doesn't have any meat in it and then you look and it's like piles and piles of four different types of cheese sour cream cream cheese A cheese sauce. Here's what you do. You dip your deep fried cheese curd in the sour cream ranch dip. And it's so good. (laughs) It it is good. You have chest pain after, but it's delicious. Um, So that's really, honestly, by about 2013, 2014, when I moved out to D.C. And you were there for a while. That stands for the District of Columbia. (gasps) 
Okay, it? I'll stop interrupting. <laughs> no, 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 please. I like I, I I like it. This is fun. Um and that was that was when it really solidified was was when it, where I was like, you know what? Like if we're going to do this, we're going to do it all the way. Your body keeps like going back and forth. It's not that restrictive because I started I I started eating a lot of things I'd never eaten before when I stopped eating meat and stopped eating dairy. And And that is so common is so many yeah. people say that going plant-based actually felt less restrictive because um, there's, I think, a clip of a basketball player who went vegan who's, like, talking about, for me, they just invented asparagus <laughs> or something <laughs> like And it's true. There's so many veggies. I've ne- I never even knew. I'm, like, in the grocery store Googling. It's a yeah. sad comment on American society, but... Yeah. Anyway. No, thanks. absolutely. And I uh, I bought a bunch of cookbooks uh, for cheap. I went to like the used bookstore and bought a bunch of like vegetarian and vegan cookbooks. Store? Yes, I oh know. My gosh. <laughs> Back and when brick and mortar stores were s- still real. Word, word. No longer. We're, we're not a figment of our imagination. <laughs> it wasn't an Amazon Go store. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So uh, I'm actually really curious because I, if I recall, you were on board with the idea of vegetarianism relatively easily. It was giving up the cheese and the milk. Well, not milk, cheese mostly, all of the dairy that I think took maybe a little longer for you, but I could be wrong about that. So talk to me a little bit about your story, your journey. Sure. So yeah, you were uh, you went plant-based and I immediately was on board with that. And so every time we were mm-hmm. together, we would eat vegan or vegetarian together. I immediately, I, I, I loved that idea. But I did struggle because there's so much research and science that says um, dairy is a part of a healthy diet. Mm-hmm. And then there's even a body of research that says meat should be consumed on a regular basis to get mm-hmm. things like protein and iron and um and so i that's very confusing um and one thing that uh, our favorite podcast maintenance phase likes to talk about <laughs> is that dietetics and dietary research is relatively new i can't remember but like certain vitamins and minerals were just discovered in like the 60s <laughs> like um it's a mm-hmm. very new field still so there's so much we don't know so anyway i did cuz i remember us talking but i just did not think it was necessary to give up um dairy But, so anyway, so uh, I'll talk a little bit about, so yeah, so um, the 2010s era, um, uh, (laughs) you're plant-based, and uh, every time we're together, we eat plant-based together. I dabble in a lot of recipes, but I'm not ready to take the plunge. Um, (laughs) Also, because um, I'm living in Eau Claire, and... If you're going to go vegan or plant-based in Eau Claire, it's definitely possible, but you will cook everything at home. You cannot... Yeah. Going out to eat in this town um, and you want to go vegan, 
a lot of times you're getting a side salad and then you're gnawing on your finger. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> then that's not plant-based. <laughs> mm, what is that? Oh, human. Yep. Oh, it's me. Okay. <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I think... And, uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I'm trying to remember now. I was living in that apartment on Fairfax Street when I went full veg. Was that would that have been 2017 or 2018? I believe, right? Um, I think because I think I was still in school, so yeah, that would have been 2018, 19, somewhere in there. Because 18. I remember we were at well, I was at my sister's place dog sitting, mm-hmm. and you were watching that documentary that came out in like 2016, 2017, like vegan. I forget what it's called, but it's like was it I remember Game Changers? Like, Maybe game changers, yeah. yeah. Which is a little broy, a little du- dude, and also some of the information that they present is a little like half the information sometimes. It is. Um, <laughs> I but. okay. Disclaimer: I love game changers, but it is. It's very broy. It's there's so many problems, but I just found it so motivating because it's all mm-hmm. these fit people and they're running. And they're they're lifting weights, and they're like, "You can heal your this," and you're just like, "Yeah, yeah." It's just yeah, so motivating. So I interrupted you. What were you saying? Oh you no, that that was that sister. was that was that was what I what yeah. And I just remember you you called me or I called you. We were doing one of our long phone conversations pre Marco Polo, um, <laughs> and. You had mentioned, and I was like, oh, like, we're, like, super on board with this right now. And, of course, I'm like, whenever somebody wants to talk about it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to ride this wave. Because I want to I, I wanna talk about it. Because one thing I would like to zoom out and contextualize a little bit <laughs> is that being vegan is not for everyone. Being plant-based is not for everyone. And I do believe that there is a rhyme and a reason and a time and a place for eating animal products in some way, shape, or form. I don't think it's fair to say that everybody should go 100% plant-based 100% of the time. That's unreasonable. Mm -hmm. It's not possible because of food deserts and a lot of other issues, a lot of systemic issues that also are socioeconomic and racially based. And, um, but what I do firmly believe, and I do believe a lot of research moves us towards, is that the consumption of animal products is a, a big problem in this in this in this country and also in this day and age around the world and i think people think they need to eat well yeah a lot of people think they need to be eating like hundreds of grams of protein a day and the reality is we don't actually need that much protein we need fractions of the protein that people think they're supposed to be eating every day i think really like like ideally even if you are like bodybuilding and you are like like a hundred grams of protein is about all your body's ever gonna I'm I'm throwing a number out there based on reading that I did years ago but like our body can only process so much of any one thing and the rest of it just goes away and an excessive protein consumption is actually hard on your kidneys Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's like where do you think that protein is going so um yeah and and also 
any health information we're giving today is just stuff we're recalling by memory. So we're not citing our sources. We definitely could. No. <laughs> but from what I do recall is the average person, if they're not bodybuilding or something, only needs like 40 to 60 grams of protein a day. Yeah. So, and you're getting that from a lot more places than you think. And in the United States, no one is protein deficient unless they have a medical diagnosis. So, so okay. So, yeah, that kind of brings us back. So, what led me down that vegan path is, mm-hmm. um, is my health. I have high blood pressure. I have high cholesterol. And when I first went plant-based... Uh, I dropped weight, my energy level improved, my blood pressure and cholesterol improved. It was really awesome. And so now what I've been stuck in lately is, um, because where I live, when I get lazy, the so many takeout options are vegetarian and not vegan. And I do let myself indulge in that. And... And I feel like crap after, you know, like you said, sometimes you just want to indulge in some cheese. And and then when I do that, um, not to get too graphic, but my bowel movements let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our bodies do have a way of telling us. And that's why I think, like, we're not here to tell anybody to do anything. Right. Like, that is, is not the point of this. This is strictly the two of us talking about why we did what we did. Yeah. But like... This is not a medical diagnosis. We felt a certain type of way. We changed a certain number of things about our like our habits and our activities and the ways that we were nourishing our bodies. And like, here's the thing. I have one right here. You'll hear the crinkle really quickly. For breakfast this morning, I really wanted sweet breakfast and I could not, none of the restaurants that are open in this area were taking to-go orders. It's a whole big thing. It's a super first world problem, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> But um, so I was like, okay, we stopped at at the store on the way home and I picked up what's called a Wookiee cookie. A Wookiee cookie. Delicious. It's like a it's a macadamia white chocolate like cookie, but it's it's plant based. But it is so sweet, (laughs) so incredibly sweet. And it was delicious. And like I I am not the type of person that's like, and to be vegan, you have to eat when you you only have like I've, I've talked to some people where it's like. I don't want to I don't want to completely and totally throw you under the bus but you're the reason that people hate people that eat plant-based. <laughs> like the way you talk to people. Um and but like again it's like because people feel very strongly about this. These are passionate mm-hmm. feelings. And where I've kind of come around in the last 5 years, part of it is turning, you know, mid 30s, I think. But but a lot of it is just like you're going to do your thing, you're going to do what you want. There are certain like policy level things I think need to change, certain things that need to be subsidized. I'm very with Michael on that from for, for maintenance phase that it's like systemically the food system needs to change. Individual choice wise, people are making individual choices based on their past, their current reality of what's available to them and what they think it's going to do for them in the future. Like people are making choices based on those things on a macro level. And like I made the choice that I made. And when I first did it, yeah, I was definitely, you do, you get that kind of superiority complex for a little bit. And you're like, everybody just like eating all this meat and eating all this dairy. And then you kind of come around as you, as you go along. Well, I did. I, I need to speak in I statements. I came around around 2015, 2016. And I was like, I actually really don't care. I could give, I, I could not care less about what it is that you're eating. Mm-hmm. 
until you ask me why I eat the way that I eat. And now we've opened up Pandora's box of, okay, you want to have this conversation? We're going to have this conversation. <laughs> and yeah. and it's, it's because it's never curious. It's never a curious question. Mm-hmm. It's an attacking question. And it, I have had that so much because wherever I have worked, I've always packed my own lunch because you have to when you're eating vegan in a town with no vegan options. Um, and so everyone just always asking me what I'm eating. And just, and like you said, not in a curious way, but kind of like they'll ask me what I'm eating, comment on it, which I didn't ask. and then explain to me why they don't eat that way and i never asked them exactly or or they'll say oh i could never do that i didn't ask you to (laughs) that is not what we were doing here you came to talk to me (laughs) like it, it it drove me crazy when i was working in more like like coworker environments. Now I kind of work one-on-one with students in them Mm -hmm. for the most part, or I, I come in, I teach my class, I get out. Like there's not really a lot of time for people to comment on my lifestyle choices um, (laughs) because, or my identity in a lot of ways. Although kids will ask me sometimes, how come your eyebrows are blue today? Because I like it. And you're worth Um, it. And then, (laughs) because she's worth it. Um, No. And then, and then they move on because children do that. Um, Because they don't really actually care. They're just curious. They are asking because they're curious. Yeah. Um, Anyway. So uh, what what I'm really getting at here is like, I, I think that people feel threatened. It's like, I imagine I'm not in your shoes, but I've experienced it in certain ways when you do not consume alcohol People feel very on edge around you because, A, they feel like, am I not allowed to do that around you? But then they're also like, are you judging me because I do? Mm-hmm. And then they, they they turn this thing that's really not about them into a thing that's about them. And because, again, people are not are not used to being centered in their own narratives. Um, you know, we all have a little bit of... Um, main character syndrome in our own ways. Um, yeah, so I just, I, I always like to point that out because like, I'm really, honestly, I'm not going to look at a single person who's just like living their life and doing their thing mm. and like wanting to comment on random people. If you want to have a light touch conversation about it and you approach me or if you have approached me in the past and you've wanted my input, like, yeah, we can have that conversation. But it's not an opportunity for you to just tell me all the reasons why you could never or why you would never. I'm like, well, then there's really no point in us having this conversation. You're, you just wanted me to tell you so that you could negate everything I just said, which is not only invalidating, but a waste of my goddamn time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a lot of it right now. So anyway, so how do you feel about that? How do you feel about like, um, because you, you live in a very different place. I live in a large city with a lot of options. You live in a relatively, like, in the grand scheme. It's not a, it's a mid-sized town, but I would say Eau Claire is one of the smaller mid-sized towns in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I, that's my, my biggest struggle is we all get lazy. We all want to do takeout. And so anytime I have to do takeout, I usually have to compromise a little bit. And, um, and I feel it. I feel a little bit worse physically. Just because yeah. my body has gotten so used to eating uh, vegan and plant based, um, but I so I kind of so that was a little bit of each of uh, both of our introductions into the vegan and plant based uh, world <laughs> and why we got there. And so, 
I just kind of wanted to comment about so for most people, vegan and vegeta- uh, or vegan and plant-based diets, people usually adopt these for usually one of three reasons. Health, um, being vegan can be very unhealthy just because that term kind of sometimes just focuses on what you're not eating. <laughs> yeah. Um, when actually, so if you're eating like whole grains, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes. Um, if mm, these yes, are your legume. main foods for most people, uh, their health improves. Um, that's just anecdotal, what I've heard from so many people. Um, and so a lot of people are led down this path for their health. Then the other direction is animal rights. Um you know, factory farming and uh, eating animals. Lots of animals are mistreated, especially in the United States. Um, and, and not just uh, for meat consumption, like for dairy. So that's... And then the third reason that usually brings people to plant-based is global warming and uh, carbon dioxide emissions. Because... There's a large body of research that shows um, agriculture, animal agriculture contributes greatly to global warming. And I'm not fully educated about everything. I kind of get a lot of the ideas. Um, animal agriculture contributes to deforestation, to polluting groundwater. to So th- there's lots of different reasons it contributes to global warming. And I actually think it's very complicated. So to pretend that I knew... <laughs> exactly why would be well and and it the thing is that like agriculture in general even like plant-based milks Mm -hmm. plant-based milks also have a major you know a a major impact on environment because anything that needs to be made in bulk in mass quantities that way that doesn't just naturally occur in nature typically, you know, has a process that contributes in some way, shape, or form to global warming and globalization, global, you know, climate change. And uh, I think for us, we see the benefits. Like, honestly, if, if we had our way, it would be it would be the like idealized version of I go down to the farmer's market every <laughs> single Saturday and I pick up everything I need locally from right here in town. Um, but we also have to deal with the, with, with the, with the real reality that we live in a state that gets uh, five months of winter, five right. months of everything being dead and mm-hmm. frozen. Um, I know that's why whenever I see a recipe and they're like, always get fresh. I'm like, or frozen. <laughs> And frozen has the same benefits. It doesn't lose the the biggest thing with frozen is you have to cook it differently if you want it to have the a similar texture. Yeah, you yeah. can't just throw it in, in in a pan and expect it and expect it to cook exactly <laughs> the same way as a fresh piece of broccoli. Frozen florets are going to get mushy if you don't do it right. Um, and I think we should do an an episode someday where we share our favorite like recipes and things that we're like these are our go tos. Um, yeah, because. That's another thing I love. So when I went vegan, I you know I, you know being single and living alone, I've <clears throat> I've always cooked my own meals, mm-hmm. but going plant based has made me uh, a lot more invested in cooking. Yeah. And now I uh, I have lots of spices. I don't think I would have ever invested in if I didn't go plant based. Um, lots of, and, and so. 
I, I love to cook now. And another thing about going plant-based is I'm not so concerned about cross-contamination. Because yeah. before you go plant-based, if you ever, like, bought raw chicken, oh, my God, you would chop it up and cook it. And then you felt like everything the raw chicken touched, <laughs> then you felt like you needed to put on a hazmat suit and, like, yeah. bleach everything. <laughs> Oh, and like that's something I haven't experienced for a while. So occasionally I will like uh, Jay will 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 bring home some like chicken breasts and cook them. And I'm like, I feel like I have to douse everything and <laughs> in, in like hydrogen peroxide, um, you know, and scrub it for three hours. But that's but that's also just because it hasn't been a part of my life for so long. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that you actually brought up cross contamination in meat because meat that makes me think of meat alternatives. Oh, sure. And I think one thing that I've been really, really struggling with recently is that I do also love to cook. My schedule is all over the place. And having time to cook the way that I usually like to cook is I cook the thing, I eat the thing. That's my favorite way to cook. You know, very restaurant style. The food is ready, you eat it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my recipes are not, my go-to recipes are not great in the fridge and reheated. Um, they're meant to be like eaten right after you make them. So I've been like doing, you know, I, I've been having to buy a lot more convenience foods, which does not bother me so much, except that I actually find cooking relaxing and not being able to do it does actually spike my anxiety in some ways. Cause I'm like, I just want to, I want to make it, I want to do it myself. Yeah. Um, but there are certain meat alternatives that I'm like super into. And also have become a little bit reliant on in the last couple of years. And I've been kind of trying to make the switch back to, okay, buy two bricks of tofu, chop them up, put them in three different containers and make them into three different like marinades and then cook them and then just add them to things. Mm -hmm. Just have like that marinated tofu because tofu, once you cook it and like put it in the fridge, you can reheat it real easy. Um, Or you could just eat it cold. That's the best part about tofu is you could just eat it cold right out of the fridge without having to worry about, you know, getting sick. Um, And and, if you're like me, you've grown to enjoy raw tofu and a salad. Yeah. Uh, But that is not for everyone because raw tofu is bland. You know what else you can do? You could take raw tofu and mix it with some nutritional yeast in a bowl with some salt and pepper. Mm. And then you have kind of it's for those of you who still eat cheese. (laughs) It is not a replacement, an exact replacement for feta. It just kind of has a similar idea to like feta or ricotta. If you yeah. like that on something, it gives a texture. And anyone who's become vegan or plant-based or is just dabbling in that, uh, you'll be in- introduced to nutritional yeast immediately. <laughs> and here's the thing. It is magical. It's I'm deli- sorry. It is magical. <laughs> but for me, for my palate, I actually, I think it's not cheesy, really. It's more nutty. Yes. Or savory. It's just like a savory, nutty. um, You'll go to some websites and be like, it is so cheesy. And if you are from Wisconsin and you're used to (laughs) eating a brick of cheese is something you have done. And have we ever done And not had any regrets. (laughs) (laughs) Nor should you. No. Um, but nutritional uh, yeast is not cheese. No. However, what, what what I do like about it is is like you said, it adds that kind of nutty 
um, like savory undertone. So yeah. like if you're making a like cheese style sauce for something like like Jay will make actually really good like um, like plant based mac and cheese. It's one of it's it's one of his like vegan alternatives that he's gotten really good at cooking. Um, and we just make them noodles, and then he takes like. A handful of like Daya or whatever we have in the fridge, mixes it with some plant-based milk and then a ton of like salt and pepper and nutritional yeast. And the nutritional yeast adds a little something. It thickens. It makes yeah. it, it – it just it, – it helps – bring the whole thing together in a way that just like melting dia doesn't and now um, that i've been vegan for a while i think it's cheesy but when you first go vegan oh, you'll be like here's the thing <laughs> nothing that's an alternative not even although beyond burgers and impossible burgers are like the closest thing you're ever gonna get um in a lot of ways but like even that if you are like a voracious meat eater and you love nothing more than to tear into like a steak or a burger that's not for you. Like, uh, like plant-based alternatives in a lot of ways are never going to be the thing you think they're going to be. You just kind of, after a while, you get used to it. You like, you like the, the alternative more than you ever liked the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get more adventurous, at least again, again I statements. <laughs> um, I got way more adventurous when I started eating plant-based. I, Tried things that, like, here's the thing. I, I was never that picky of an eater. I liked vegetables. I ate vegetables all the time. I always had a, I would always kind of lament the fact that the plate wasn't more vegetables a lot of the time, especially by the time I was in my, like, late teens, early 20s. I was like, I could get, like, a, a bigger side of, it doesn't have to be, like, three carrots, three carrot coins and a piece of broccoli as my side of vegetables um, that were overcooked. They can be a little more raw. Um, I am not a raw foodist, but I do like raw veggies. Um <laughs> But yeah, I just, I, I remember at the beginning, a lot of it was just sort of like, okay, we're getting through this, 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 this event that is also very Wisconsin, very full of meat, full of cheese, full of dairy. What are we going to do? And I got used to bringing my own stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, packing, packing my own lunch, packing my own dinner, going to Thanksgiving and knowing that I would be able to have nothing but wine. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, just like that. That was sort of like the way it was. And I got used to that. And now I, I'm i sort of in a different place. I have started thinking, you know, if if there's not really anything for me there, unless there's a reason for me to go, I sometimes I just, I don't go. I'm like, it. I'm not saying you have to cater to me. It's just there, there are some times where I'm just like, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to go through the rigmarole of all of this. And I'm not going to, like, change my diet for this event in that big of a way because I will legitimately feel awful for, like, a day or two afterwards. It is – it's bad. Um, And I know that from 10 years of experience now, over 10 years of experience. So I'm curious. When you – because I know that, like – People love to bring in cookies. They love to bring in cakes. They like to treat the nurses because they don't want to pay you more. They just want to give you food. So (laughs) what do you do? (laughs) yeah so right now lately i've been in a place where when people bring in desserts i just have one um but i do feel it uh i feel the eggs and butter (laughs) and milk (laughs) and i don't feel as good and that's not to say i my, my purpose of being vegan is not to never indulge 
But I just, I like to stay plant-based. I just, I know my body appreciates it. And I know that, um, I, I know that plant-based foods, I, I just, like, if I have a big dinner that I've cooked myself, I don't feel that, ugh, full feeling. Um, <laughs> I feel good after. I can eat as much as I want and still kind of feel energetic. But yeah. if I do, maybe someone got cheese pizza and I just didn't have willpower that night. Um, and so I'll partake. Well, A, I noticed that plant-based foods fill me up so much more. A cheese pizza does not fill me up. And then the next day, I am crampy. <laughs> yeah. It's it's because it, a lot of when, when, when I first went... Um, plant-based, I had a couple of people were like, well, what, is it just like an, an immediate reaction and it's over? I'm like, well, yeah, there's like discomfort, but honestly, I would be like, yeah, like, like weird, like gassy in a weird way, crampy for, yeah, some, sometimes like a day afterwards because that's kind of how our digestive tract works. It's very long. Um, it stays then, in your body for a long time. <laughs> and then also I get chronic migraines and yep. cheese is a huge migraine trigger for me um Ugh. yeah and so so any anyway i kind of want to shift focus a little bit because now that i've been vegan for a little bit um i'm also uh like kj mentioned i don't drink i am in recovery and so <laughs> This is going to sound maybe a little culty. So if you're listening, I hope it's it's not. But there's actually kind of a spiritual side to eating vegan for me. Um, hmm. Because I really enjoy nonviolence. <laughs> I, re- I really enjoy... I mean, because um, I'm not pro-war. I'm not... And I don't know who is. But... Um, so eating vegan for me has also I've also kind of adopted this uh it's just kind of a commitment to nonviolence for me um to not kill animals um I think I think throughout history <laughs> um mm-hmm. eating animals probably was an evolutionary advantage <laughs> you know mm-hmm. because if you were Living in Wisconsin, maybe, and there was winter, <laughs> you probably didn't have access to fresh greens. <laughs> so you probably hunted. So I'm not saying human beings weren't meant to eat animals. And that's a whole nother conversation. People love to talk about what human beings are supposed to eat. And honestly, I think we're supposed to eat whatever makes us feel good. Um, yeah. But I now... I know there's a kind of a spiritual feeling good that I don't kill animals or mistreat animals through my diet. And that doesn't mean people who eat animal products are, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to judge. It's kind of like what you said before, not judging anybody else. This is just for me and my life. And so anyway, I just kind of wanted to talk about that because is there a animal rights side to being plant-based that you enjoy? Yeah. I mean, I, so 
When I first started this, of course, I devoured every documentary I could find about food. I I started to just like I deep dove into this, mm-hmm. and yeah, I am I am by no means a member a member of PETA. I don't I don't believe in <clears throat> that that style of messaging. I think works for some people, but I think for the most part, it doesn't really. You're not going to convince people that way by throwing it in their face. Um, but I did love I love the documentary Vegucated. It's mm-hmm. about three people who try going vegan for a period of time and they kind of just see how they feel. And the documentary crew follows them and they kind of learn and they go to a, a bunch of different events. And one of them was going in and watching some really rough footage of like animal rights violations. And I remember I went down that rabbit hole a little bit um, when I first started. And I remember it like I was not a hunter as a kid. I did not want to go hunting. Not only did it sound boring to me, the idea of shooting an animal sounded really horrific. And my, my family members loved to joke about the fact that it was like, Oh, you watch Bambi too young. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that probably had an impact, but it wasn't just that. I just like, it, it never killing something never sounded like a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, like it seems to feel for some people who hunt. It's like, it's like a sport. And that just never appealed to me. That was never a part of my, like, personal viewpoint on the world. <laughs> and um, as as I went along, you know, like, it was very, very, very internalized. I don't feel good. I want to find a way to feel better. Um, took me a little while to figure out that all of that mixed in with the, uh, like, nights where I wouldn't sleep and then would stay out too late drinking or like drinking at home by myself. Um, like that was also not helping. So it was a, <laughs> it was a rich, rich tapestry oh, of yes. issues, but it was surprisingly a lot easier to change the food I was putting into my body than to stop drinking so much. Um, that, that took a, about another decade. Uh, but it, uh, it, yeah, like the, the animal rights side of it sort of came along throughout the journey. And, but that I knew personally that was the part that was going to be the hardest thing to talk with the other people in my life about because of where we grew up. You know, we grew we grew up on the edge of the Northwoods. We grew up in hunting country, you know, like <laughs> hunting country. Uh, that's 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 where we grew up. And we were kind of the weird ones, the weird AMAB individuals in our in our grades who were like not interested in it. Not really our thing. That was kind of bizarre to a lot of people because, you know, to quote Drop Dead Gorgeous, if you're 12 years old <laughs> and you're not a total fry. No, you just, you know, you, 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 it's just what you do. Right. And so, it, I know yeah. it was, a uh, it was very controversial for my father when, um, we would have, uh, a play. We, we would do the fall play and uh, one, they would have sometimes the the what do you call it? the performance? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the performance would be oh, yes. opening hunting weekend, and for my father that was like he he was just appalled. <laughs> he was like, who would plan? Because in Wisconsin, hunt, that week of hunting is kind of like a holiday. <laughs> oh yeah, the beginning of ice fishing season, like all of that. It's it's like when the DNR says it's okay to go out and start killing things. Um, it's 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 sort of a holiday, and I'm so, I really I I I I still can't talk about any of that without having a little edge of like. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, like I, I do. I, I I struggle. 
I try to I try to approach a lot more things in my life with a bit more of like a yeah you do you. That one is one of those things that I'm just like oh it's a holdover from being young and queer. I'm just like what oh. exactly because when we're young you're shamed for not thinking that going and sitting on a frozen lake <laughs> is a good idea. Well, and, and honestly, like to kind of bring us in for a bit of a landing on this one. Okay, let's um, we're but. Uh, Maybe maybe a longer coast sure. of a land. We're just we're coming in a little bit. Okay. We're circling. Um, I I remember someone asking me. I actually cannot put a face to this, but I very very clearly remember the question being asked, and it might have been more than one person. Like, kind of like being queer. Are you just eating this way to be different from other people? To oh. like find a way to be different from other people, which is exactly the same question I got asked when I started to like slowly I like really own my identity as a genderqueer person. I had a couple of like people dancing around the question again. Like, are you just doing this because you feel like you want to be more different? Um, isn't the, and, and I just, I'm curious to hear your thoughts before I jump into mine. Sure. So my initial reaction is that people don't know how offensive that question is. It's, when you ask that to someone, you're basically asking, um, did you make this decision to be annoying? It's it's it's, it's like, it's a, such a rude question. To inconvenience me? Exactly. Because part of you wants to then ask them, do you eat the way you eat to avoid confrontation like are you going to continue to eat cheese even if your cholesterol spiking and you have a heart attack are you going to continue that just to avoid an awkward conversation i'm not yeah <laughs> if that's the reason you're avoiding it because right like, yeah. and then and then my second opinion uh, right away is all if i did want to eat this way to be different that is fine <laughs> Maybe, uh, hey, go fuck yourself. Uh, As, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. Tell me how you're feeling. No, that I, I'm, I'm really, really happy to hear your thoughts because I feel like <clears throat> that is sort of the way that people talk to people who like eat a different way or they, they present a different way. There's, there's all of these things, and like, there's always this assumption that you woke up one day and you were like. I am going to be vegan and throw it in everyone's face. Yes. And nothing ever happens that way. I don't know anybody that that was ever it. It's usually a gradual thing. You make choices based on the experiences that you have and the way that, 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 that you experience the world and the way that those experiences shape your like viewpoints. And no one is coming into this earth well, actually, everybody comes into this earth kind of in a vacuum. But then we, but then we are immediately from like day one in taking stimuli that kind of shape our view and our world, our, our worldview. And I, when people ask me questions like that, and, and I kind I, I wanted to link this up with being queer because I was really starting to own my queer identity around the same time that I started eating vegetarian. I was like much more willing to look at someone and be like, I'm fucking gay. Fuck you. When like mm-hmm. somebody, somebody would tell me that somebody I was standing next to inquire like, Oh, you two would make such a cute couple. Yeah. no, um or like 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 they just assumed heterosexuality Mm. it's like everybody assumes everyone eats the same way it's like no we don't even people who eat similarly to you don't eat exactly the same way as you and i'm just like 
there's this just like homogenization in in like human beings and the way that we experience one another that I'm just like, what if we all came into this assuming that everybody saw the world differently than we do? They experience things differently than we do and like tried to hold on to a little bit of that nuance every now and then. Just a little bit more. Exactly. <laughs> and that kind of just reminds me of because this has happened to me, is I think we all know some really fit gym bros, just (laughs) accidentally. (laughs) In walking through life. And being gay, there is also always that gay guy who goes to the gym. And you know what? He's fine. (laughs) He's okay. Um, (laughs) but, But I feel like when you go out to eat and the really fit gym bro orders a skinless chicken breast and steamed broccoli because that's all he eats for every meal. Um, I feel like there's less judgment because everybody's like, well, he has abs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, we we kind of purposely didn't get into this. This is probably a topic for, for a later period. But like a lot of our thought process around going plant-based was around I don't like the way my body feels, oh, yeah. but also the way I, do, I don't like the way my body looks. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we are both in recovery from diet culture. <laughs> yes, we sure are like <laughs> most people. <laughs> and one thing that I will say is that I no longer actively think about eating plant-based as a means of losing weight or mm-hmm. changing the way my body looks. That is something that I have to deal with day and day, day after day after day after day. It's never fully gone. Diet culture is, it's it's like those little tendrils that get inside your brain in like a science fiction movie. It's really hard to rip them out. Mm-hmm. And um, I think being, being plant-based for, for as long as I have, I've kind of gone through those cycles. And now I just see it as like, these are the foods I eat. And these are the foods I like to eat. And here's the way I like to prepare them. And also the ways that I like to experiment and try new things. Um, <clears throat> and sometimes I I do wish more people would come on the journey with me. But all I really ask is when I'm the one cooking, uh, just like try it. See what you think. Yeah. Yeah. And just be open minded. And and I think to the, uh, the other point I was trying to get at with that example was just Everyone eats differently, and so that if we're not judging that gym bro for his complicated, difficult order, not that ours is complicated and difficult, but it's just people, I feel like, judge you so much more when you're like, oh, I don't eat meat, yeah. rather than I'm on a diet. It, it seems like we respect I'm on a diet more than we respect... Um, I'm plant-based because plant-based isn't a diet. It's, I mean, it is, but like we just said that it's not a crash diet. A lot of, when people are plant-based, that's usually how they want to eat all the time. Yes. And, and they're making kind of a shift in the way that they consume things. And I, and don't get me wrong. And Mike and Aubrey are going to do an episode on this. There are some people who are using plant-based eating as a crash diet. Yeah. That is not something I condone. It's not something that I fully support. I Again, I don't want to tell people what to do. I don't think that personally sounds like a very good idea. Um, because also, you don't have to crash diet on like high fiber foods. You know what I mean? It's, it's like high fiber, high nutrient dense foods that we 
know for a fact based on the one thing that dietetics and nutritionists can agree on is that fruits and vegetables and whole grains are good for you and legumes are good for you like that is the one thing they can agree on (laughs) i just wish there was more of a willingness to explore that because in dietetics textbooks there's usually one tiny sentence that says many people have controlled their cholesterol through eating a plant-based diet but going to statin anyway that's a whole different subject (laughs) (laughs) no that's gonna be for when we talk about your journey through healthcare because i can't wait for that one um (laughs) but i i I appreciate that though because i i think that that's something that people like we should not be thinking of the way that we eat as medicine entirely Mm -hmm. but there is something that can feel really good in a lot of ways about finding the the ways that you eat that make you feel good that don't yeah. make you feel like sick or like you're suffering the best you can and you are someone who does i think we 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 both do but i know that that you you have it on a different level than me chronic pain is real mm-hmm. and people find that the way that they eat can also you know the things that we put into our body can also impact how we feel how that chronic pain manifests oh i think people tend to downplay the importance of diet like we'll just talk about migraines for an example when i am eating plant-based and not intaking any dairy i don't have migraines and that is not to say that that's going to be true for everyone because migraines are complicated migraines are not fully understood by neurologists (laughs) so (laughs) and um and migraines have different triggers you know that's not to say i'll never get a stress migraine or something but um but for me going plant-based has severely that's the weird word but severely improved (laughs) Uh, my frequency morbidly improved it has morbidly (laughs) morbidly improved it so i don't think we should downplay because there is kind of a school of thought that many doctors have that dietary changes um aren't that good and that you should just go to medication many doctors believe diet can only go so far jump to medication and many people can avoid medications through diet and lifestyle changes. That does not mean we should be afraid of medications. Medications save lives. And that doesn't mean you need to change your diet. I'm just saying that avenue is often... Many people think we shouldn't even explore it. And that I'm, right. not, that I'm not for. And, you know, I think final thought on this in, in some ways. I I believe that that is a personal choice that you make. Um every day kind of and kind of at, at various points throughout your life and it's really nobody's business except you and whoever you choose to share that with whether that's with loved ones or your doctor or whoever and ultimately our stance here at the queer mo cast is eat the way that you want to eat be be willing to maybe try things you haven't tried before be mm-hmm. open to other people's viewpoints on it and also when all else fails mind your business <laughs> exactly <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing is to not judge others because you don't know where they're coming from and uh, and don't ask people 
Um, are you eating that way just to be different? Just to be a unicorn <laughs> or butterfly? Because, and what? And what? Yeah. Because if they are, that's fine. God. I mean, you know me. If I could identify as anything, it would be as a vegan butterfly unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I've ever wanted to be. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you so much uh, to the two people who listen to this podcast. Hi, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> For listening. We just wanted to talk about our plant-based journeys a little bit. Oh, and we have a guest joining us. Oh, my goodness. Well, this is the end of this one, and we're rolling right into another one. This is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Slancha. Slancha. <laughs> <laughs>